all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another off-season edition here at the Who Dat Discussion, powered by Overtime Media. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. And again, we have a pretty packed episode. We have a, It's an interesting one because we're going to have two segments in this one. We're going to have a ranking and then we're going to have a what if, which is going to be a new segment here at the Who Dat Discussion. As now we are going into kind of that dry period of the offseason, that second stint of free agency. There's actually a lot of free agents still out there. So I think the Saints will make another move. And that's why we're, we're going to keep tabs on that as free agency gets deeper and deeper, as I do think that they will make another move here. But we're also going to get to some offseason kind of topics and just some interesting things to look at here as you know everyone um, with the pandemic is on the quarantine and everything and the social distancing and all that stuff so we're gonna obviously give you guys more episodes and we're gonna have some interesting topics and today we're gonna do a what if and it's gonna be what if Marcus Williams did make the tackle and the Saints would win at Minnesota we're gonna use a program called what if sports where we're gonna go in we're gonna sim the NFC Championship game where the Saints would visit Philadelphia with the Eagles. And if the Saints would win that, then we'll see what happens in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Very, very interesting. As I was watching some of the 2017 Saints today, and that is an interesting team. And it's actually a very, very fun team. And it was one that they had no pressure on them. They were all rookies. And, you know, they made some mistakes, but they also made some really big plays. They surprised you a lot. And I, I just watched a few games with the Panthers and the Dolphins game and the first two that they won that season. And it's just, you, you had guys contribute that always, that sometimes didn't, especially in later years, Ken Crawley, those guys. I mean, Adrian Peterson was still on the team back then. I mean, a lot of things have changed. Obviously, the nucleus is still there. I mean, I mean, these Saints teams to me are a lot better, but that team just had a certain chemistry with it that I don't think any Saints team matched, which is very, very interesting. And um, obviously, the 2018 Saints team was very good. And, I mean, that's another team that maybe we got to do a what-if for that. Would they beat the the Patriots in the Super Bowl? But we're going to start off with this one. We're going to do a lot of what-ifs to me, if you guys like it. Uh, and we're going to go through, see what happens. I don't know if it's going to be sad for people or just going to be fun to look at. Because I think it is pretty fun to look at. I mean, it's over. It's been three years ago. To me, I'm over that game. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to look at um, that, that kind of scenario. Is what would happen if the Saints did win that game? And it's interesting to look at that. We're also going to be, why I'm watching all these games in the past is, eventually we're going to start a ranking video where we're going to rank every team from the Drew Brees, Sean Payton era to the best to the worst. I mean, or worst of the best, probably. Obviously, the number one will be the Super Bowl team, but you know, beyond that, there's a lot of interesting teams. Um, and this is just going to be my opinion on it, the teams that I like to see, the teams that I thought were the best. It's interesting. Obviously, these last few years, a lot of really good teams. You had some obviously great teams back in 2006, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2013. There's some really good teams. Those last three years have been very, very good teams. And then also the teams that didn't make the playoffs. How, how would they shake out? Because it is very interesting. And we're going to basically look in. We're probably going to do like three a day or three an episode. I don't know when this is going to start because I got to do a lot of information. I've just been starting these last few years because first I was thinking well i'll do one on the last three years i'll rank top the in order the last three years saints made the playoffs we'll do the best saints best saints teams in the last three years where do i think 2007 2018 2019 and then i was like 
let's just do the whole thing. We're going to have the time. So might as well go out and do that. So that will take some time. We'll obviously have some little topics. We'll do the what ifs and stuff like that. But then we're going to do something pretty grand. I don't know when it's going to come to fruition. I'm guessing in a few weeks just because it's, it's a lot of information that we got to go back to. But it's going to be really interesting. And I actually can't wait to do that. But first, we are going to start off with top three free agents I think are the best fit for the Saints coming in. We'll start with three. We'll go down to one. So here's the thing. The Saints right now are just about at $12 million at the cap. But this is before the Emmanuel Sanders signing comes in. So I'm thinking that he's going to be around 3 to $4 million cap hit. So I think the Saints are going to be around 9 to $8 million left in cap going into the rest of this offseason. And you have to save about $4 million, 3 to $4 million for draft picks. So then it's going to get very interesting as to where the Saints, I mean, what do we do? Because you're going to have probably $5 million to spend, and that's one player problem. So who would you go out and get? And I do think if the Saints really are serious about this year, and they really want to win this year, they'd go out and they'd restructure and extend Larry Walford. I think that, to me, you got to do it. And if you want to sign some of these guys, and these guys will not be costing much, because now we're getting to that point in free agency where the prices are dropping. Nikel Roby Coleman only signed a $1 million deal, and he was one of the best slot corners I thought was available. Another slot corner became available. And to me, look, if, if I'm the Saints, I'd be fine. First of all, I think the offense, going into the draft, I think you're fine. I mean, maybe if you want to add a receiver here or another player there, a, a lineman here, but I think you're fine. I, I mean, you, to me, I think you should add a few free agents on the O-line, but, like, I mean, I'm not looking like big free agents. I'm looking like a Patrick Omame. Uh, Cameron Tom, those types of players. The defense, I think, will need a more of a push, as I do think there are a few holes on this defense, and they're nitpicky holes. There's one big hole, and that's linebacker. Like, that's a hole. And people will, or teams, I should say, will exploit that if it stays the same here. Because you cannot, I mean, just the way these linebacking corps have kind of came out with the Saints, you cannot have only three linebackers. They won't stay healthy. Because you're having Alonzo coming off of a big surgery. It's, it's just a lot of question marks. Anzalone coming off of a season-ending injury. It's just going to be interesting to see kind of how all of that pans out. I think a fourth linebacker is needed. I think it's integral, and maybe the Saints will go out and get one in the draft, which is great, but you don't want to be pigeonholed into getting a position here, which I think the Saints are kind of in that position right now. They have to get a linebacker in the draft if they don't get out and sign a free agent. So we'll just get into it. And again, I think slot corner could be an issue if Malcolm Jenkins doesn't work out there because then you're kind of out of options. I would love to see a re-signing of P.J. Williams. I would love to see even get a better slot corner, which we'll get into. And then I think just some depth on the D-line would really go a long way. So starting out, number three here, and that's Adrian Claiborne. 23.5 sacks in the last five years. He's just a very steady player for the Falcons the last few years. And I think it's actually, he's been, he reminds me so much of Alex Okafor. Basically, Okafor, before the, before the Saints, he was just around that four sacks, and he was just putting up his four sacks, doing some good stuff, stopping the run really well, Just and he would play all the games, or most of the games, he didn't get hurt a lot, and he was just, he did his job, and he did his job, and he was a really good third piece to go along with Davenport, and, and especially in 2018, and that was great, because then Davenport got hurt, and he stepped in there and did a great job, because he is a starting ability. Same thing with Adrian Claiborne. Claiborne's going to come in here. He can do he can do that role well where he just comes in and he's the, the third guy, comes in pass down situations, could also be good in run-stopping situations. But if Davenport gets hurt or doesn't come up to snuff here, he can start and he can on a championship-level team. He's had some great years, had nine and a half sacks back in 2016. He's definitely more of a vet-type player, but I think the Saints could really, really value him. I mean, you're going to obviously have Cam Jordan, but opposite of him, you could put another depth player or a veteran player, depth player there. 
I don't think he's going to sign a big deal. Only his deal last year was one year, three million. He had two and a half sacks this year. He had four sacks. So I'm just thinking like one year, four million. I just think a very similar contract to what Alex Okafor got. And we'll see what happens. But I do think that he would be a really good signing. I would love to see the Saints getting him. Because, I mean, you're, you're looking at what his contract details were here. I mean, $2 billion last year, the year before, two year, two year $10 million. So you're right around that $4 million range. One year, $3 million. Uh, two years, $8.5 million. He's right around that $4 million range. He's 31 years old. I, I think he's a perfect signing for the Saints. Right in that $4 million range. Come in here. Do a really good job. Because right now, if the Saints do restructure uh, Wofford and they do... Um, sign him long term, or at least for a few years, maybe do something like what you did with Janoris Jenkins, you can kind of see, I mean, eight more million in caps than you could sign three players. See, and th- and that's why I think the Saints should do this thing with Wofford, and they're not happy with Wofford's play, which I don't understand why, but if they're not, because they, they don't want to really extend him, well, then that's something else, but to me, you can extend him, or even if, I mean, you can extend him and then get two extra players that can really help your defense. It's something they should definitely be looking at. I bet they are, and I mean, I, I know their free agency is not over. They're obviously still looking into guys here, but I, I think the Saints should definitely look into getting Claiborne. I've said it from the beginning. He could be a guy that comes in here and does a really good job. He's a vet, steady player. You can count on him to get those three or four sacks a year, and he's good against the run, too, so I think he could be a really good player. Two forced fumbles last year. He had a good year. So, I mean, not like amazing, but come in there to be a third um, the end, and he could do a really good job there, and if he can start, too. So I think that's just really important. Second player on this list is DeKeys Denard. He signed three years, $13 million with the Jags, but they couldn't agree to terms. So now he's back to being a free agent, and this guy can play from the slot. He's just a slot corner through and through. 72.2 PFF last year when he played when he was playing the slot. I mean, so he was doing really good work there. It would just strengthen the back end for a minimal cost. Because if you gave him that same contract, three years, $13 million, that's not a lot of money around that $4 million range, and he'll be able to do a really good job. And, I mean, that that's something I want to see. I would love to see something like that. He's a younger player. I believe he's like 27. He's a guy that's going to come up in here and do a really good job because just looking at him, I mean, he's a player that comes up and does it. He's 28. So he's just a just slot corner through and through, and, and that, that's, that's kind of what the Saints need right here. I mean, 68.6 back in 2018, and then 2017, he had a 77.4. So he's right there. And to me, it's just very, very interesting. He's done, I mean, to me, he's done some great stuff with the Bengals. And look, it, it hasn't come to fruition for them. It's not like they've been very good. I don't think he's going to go back there. I don't think he wants, I think he wants to win at this point in his career. Went to a Jaguars team that needed a slot corner and they needed more cornerback, cornerback depth. And I mean, he's done to me just a, a good job here. And to me, I think the Saints should definitely take a look at him. We'll see if his, if his contract goes up. I don't think it will, just because I think that's kind of the range it was. He was cheaper, but he's younger. He's not as good as a Chris Harris, who they were looking at earlier, but he's definitely a guy that can come up here for the Saints and do a good job. And I do think that the Saints kind of need a slot corner. And people are saying, oh, well, the Saints don't need a slot corner, and this is that, and that, that. This is why. Because, yes, right now you don't, but you're not playing fantasy football. Guys are are probably going to get hurt. And if you can put a slot corner here, because then you're going to have... Because right now you're probably going to have Jenkins play the slot, which is fine. But to me, what if he doesn't succeed there? What if he gets hurt? What if something happens and you're left with Patrick Robinson in the slot, which is something you really don't want to do at this point in his career, maybe for a game or two, but not for the whole season. That's why you would like to bring in a guy like Denard. Like, I mean, I'd be fine 
with PJ Williams. Um, yeah, PJ Williams. I'm sorry, um, PJ Williams to come back in here. Um, I think he could do a really good job. And to me, I, I just do think that it could be indefinite option for the Saints. I mean, PFF is saying so. This is his overall three years since he's became a slot in 77.4, 68.6, and 72.2. His slot grades are 72.7, 70, and 76. That's very, very good. And he's consistently delivered, and that's the type of player you need. And I think the Saints could really, really, really value him. Player the Saints should definitely look at. And then Kat Terrell of The Athletic said the Saints could look at him at the beginning of free agency. She said that. And now I think, like, I mean, I think that matters. I think the opinion of these experts, they matter. Look at Mike Triplett. He was like, oh, the Saints are probably going to go after Emmanuel Sanders. The fit is just too good. She says the same thing. The Saints go out and get Emmanuel Sanders. And now we'll see because she said the fit's really good and everything. So we'll see what happened. Saints, I just would love to have a nice starter there in the slot. It would actually be really, really helpful for the Saints. I'd be fine if they got out and P.J. Williams was here. Wouldn't hurt for me. And I think he could do a great job. But, um, and he's done a solid job, and he's really good in that depth position, and he can come in, and he's maybe more the Saints player that they're looking at, but if the Saints want to go, I mean, really put an upgrade on it, he's the player that you can do that. And then number one, I think you guys know what I'm going to say, Nigel Bradham, linebacker. I mean, look, you look back in, I believe it was 20, after 2017, so 2018, he signs a big contract, five years, $40 million. And the Saints were looking at him, they ended up with getting Demario Davis, and that really helped in their favor, but... Bradham, I think the Saints should take another look at him. He's a player that, he's just a steady vet. He's going to give you those, I mean, just solid games. He makes tackles. He'll give you the eight tackles. Really good against the run. Really good at making tackles behind the line of scrimmage against the run. He's just going to be that solid player. Plays a lot. I mean, he's been playing, I believe, like, he's played over 12 games for every time every year he's been on the Eagles which is last like four or five years. And then, I mean, last year was the only year he had 12 games before that. He was playing 15 plus. I mean, that, that's just something to look at. I mean, he had 61 tackles in 12 games last year, and that would have been 80-plus. I mean, 97 in 2018, 2017, he had 88. He had 100 tackles in 2016. He's a player that he's great sideline, sideline speed. He's a sure tackler, and he's a better A.J. Klein. So why wouldn't the Saints go out and get him? I would love to see, see the Saints get him. In pass coverage, he's not as good. But to me, I mean, A.J. Klein wasn't really that good in pass coverage either. So if you really wanted someone to come in here and really solidify your linebacking corps, he's your guy. And he's an upgrade over AJ Klein. That's just what I'm thinking here. And then your linebacking core is really solidified. So maybe Kenneth Murray is the best guy available for you. And you can go out and get him. And you add him to that linebacking court, makes it just as good and just better. And it's interesting. You don't want to pigeonhole yourself where, let's say Pat, uh, Kenneth Murray gets picked, and then you have to pick Patrick Queen, who's another guy up there. Or what if he gets picked? You're pigeonhole into, or you're kind of just like, you're going into a spot where you don't want to be. You're getting cornered into having to pick a linebacker because that's a real weakness of this team. So get Bradham. He's a guy that's going to come in here, a veteran, and he doesn't have to, let's just say it, a linebacker falls to the Saints, and that's the best player available. He doesn't have to start. He's not, I mean, he's a little like Adrian Claiborne. I think he's better than Adrian Claiborne. But again, I just think he'd come in here, surefire starter. I mean, you look at his PFF grades. He's been around that 66 range. Throughout his whole career, he's just a sure-fire player. So I do think that is very, very interesting there. And I think it's, I think that'd be a perfect signing for the Saints. And it probably wouldn't cost that much. I'm thinking below $5 million right now. Because he's already getting paid his guaranteed money. I believe it's 5 or $6 million for the Eagles because they cut him after that. I mean, they gave him all a big contract and they cut him after only two years on that contract. I don't think he's going to want to go back to the Eagles. And 
Again, I think it's going to be more. He's going to want to go to a new team, and I think the Saints could be that could be, could be that team. Maybe he's um, holding out for a bigger contract. Well, I mean, we'll have to see once he signs, but I think he could be really, really good for this team, and he was really good against the run. I mean, he's really good against the run, and then, I mean, pass game, he's not the worst, but again, I, I feel like Bradham, he's a player that's just a vet, surefire, and he could do the Saints a lot of good here, and a lot of good, and that could really help um, what they are trying to do but with all that said we are going to take a quick break now we're going to do a new segment here at the who that discussion after we take this break it's going to be a what if segment what if marcus williams does does make that tackle so we'll be right back with you you are listening to the who that discussion podcast welcome back into the Houdat discussion, and now we got a fun episode for you, a fun segment for you. I'm really excited for this to see how it works out. So we're going to be using, we're doing this what-if segment. What if Marcus Williams does make the tackle? The Saints win 24-23, and then they're going to the NFC Championship game to play the Eagles without their starting quarterback, Carson Wentz. Nick Foles is in there. And we all know what happened between the Vikings and the Eagles when that game went out. The Eagles completely destroyed the Vikings, and it wasn't a close game, it was, I mean, just, I mean, 38-7, to a complete blowout, I mean, Patrick Robinson had a big game for the Eagles, Malcolm Jenkins had a big game for the Eagles, now the Saints, very interesting how that kind of works out there, but again, what would have happened if the Saints would have went out and played this team, and we're going to use what if sports, the NFL sim matchup, so this is actually a really cool site, it's free, so anybody can use it, and it just basically can go and you can choose any two teams throughout history and see what the matchup would look like. So we're doing the away team here is the 11 and five New Orleans Saints here versus the 13 and three Eagles. So I'm going to give you guys just the starting lineups for the teams and then we'll kind of move it from there. So Saints starters would be Drew Brees. I'm just going to go at the same starters of what they would have done in that Vikings game. And this Saints team, as I said before, you look at it and you're like, wow, this team's not that good. No Demario Davis. No Marcus Davenport on the defense. Lattimore's there. They got Crawley, Ken Crawley, starting for the cornerback position. Very interesting. This linebacking court, completely different. They have Teo, Craig Robinson, and then Jonathan Freeney, who's starting there. Very interesting. Anzalone was out at that point. He got hurt. So very interesting here. Von Bell's still back there. Marcus Williams is still back there. Your secondary, Kano, was healthy at that point. Your offensive line, you had P out, Andrews P out, but then you had Senio Calamente, who was such a good player for the Saints, in there. Your wide receivers were Ted Ginn, Michael Thomas, and then the third wide receiver was Willie Sneed, Austin Carr. It's kind of like a Wissy Boss. Brandon Coleman was in there. Interesting. You have, obviously, Drew Brees, the quarterback, Ingram Kamara. Just a very interesting group. Now, the starting lineups for the Eagles. You have Nick Foles at quarterback. Then you have Jay Ajayi, Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, Zach Ertz in there. Same offensive line for them. They had Vitaite at left tackle, Wisniewski at left guard, Kelsey at center, right guard is Brandon Brooks, and then right tackle is Lane Johnson. And then your defense is Vinnie Curry, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Timmy Jernigan, Micah Kendricks, Nigel Bradham, who we just spoke about with looking the Saints looking to get him. Um, then you have Najee Goody as your middle linebacker, and then secondary is Jalen Mills, Ronald Darby, and then in the slot you had Patrick Robinson, and then Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod there at to do for their safeties. Very interesting matchup. We're going to see what happens. So what you have to do here, you do have to change the depth chart a little bit for both teams to kind of go for injuries. So 
just how it's, I mean, you have to just change a couple things here in here. Like they have Tommy Lee Lewis at the fourth uh, wide receiver when it really was uh, Willie Sneed. The third one was Austin Carr. So it's just very, very interesting. You kind of had to change a few things. Josh Hill is your starter instead of Kobe Fleener. So if you wanted just a perfect fit, you have to just change a few things. Obviously the defense, you have to change the same things as well. And then Eagles, same thing. Like they have Carson Wentz in there. So you have to change that. And then both playbooks, we're going to do both West Coast. Both teams do play a West Coast system, so we're going to both put them the same there. It's going to be at Lincoln, Lincoln Financial Field, and we're going to drop that temperature down. I'm going to look, actually, let me look to see the game time temperature of that game. I wonder if I can find that real quick. Because that would, I mean, that would probably change things, you would think. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, I've, I've been playing around with it, but it is just very interesting there um, to see kind of how it would go it's just gonna go back to the the weather of that game i believe um i'm actually go back to the weather on january 21st of the um in philly so let's kind of see what it was let's just go back i mean i think it's just very interesting to look at this so we're gonna go back to january of 20 this is allow me to go to 2017 let's see I don't think it does, but we'll just go off 2019. So on the 21st, it was 19 degrees in Philly. So we'll just do that. We'll put it around 19, 20 degrees. Let's see how low it rounds me. Yeah, we'll put it at 25 because that's what you could do here. So um, I don't, I mean, I don't think it was very windy. We'll just put like light wind here and then no precipitation. I remember the game had no rain, but interesting here. So that, that that's kind of it. So we'll see what happens. Would the Saints beat the Eagles? In this matchup. So if the Saints do win, we'll go on to see if they would play the... Obviously, they play the Patriots in the Super Bowl. We'll see if they could beat the Patriots. But this is very interesting. Would the Saints win? Saints coming off of that big comeback. You gotta... I mean, the Vikings just got out of that game with the skin of their teeth. They had no momentum. Saints have all the momentum. They had an amazing second half. They were playing really great up to this point. What would happen? Eagles had a lot of momentum, too, playing at home. Unbeatable team at home. So let's see what happened. We're going to play the... We're going to play the game. See what happens here. And 37-7 Saints. Saints win this game here. And the player of the game is Mark Ingram. So let's let's look at these stats. Ingram had 64 yards on 14 carries with one touchdown. Com or, uh, that was actually Kamara. Ingram had 37, touch uh, 37 yards and two touchdowns on 19 carries. Um, so that's interesting. So Kamara and Ingram, that amazing duo, they combined... For over 100 yards, three TDs on about 35 carries each there for them. Receiving Michael Thomas, he had the big day with seven catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown. A good game from him. Ted Ginn was able to get four catches for 53 yards. Uh, Kamara had five catches, 45 yards. Ingram, four catches, 50 yards. And Breeze had a great game, tw uh, 24 of 35, 287 yards, and a touchdown. No picks. And the defense, let's see if any big plays. No, no, only one sacks by George Johnson, who was the starting defensive end here for the Saints. He ended up with the sacks. No picks as the leading tackler was Marcus Williams. And actually, it, it looks like Nick Foles got benched for, for Nate Sudfeld. Very interesting there. As it looks like they benched him. I mean, just looking at the time, time of possessions here and everything, the Saints crushed this one. As it looks like they did put in Sudfeld late in the game here. Wow. This is actually, this is surprising to me. I don't know if what you guys are thinking, but Saints win 37-7. This is how it went first quarter. The Saints scored 24 unanswered, and then they ended up winning 
seven to seven. So interesting there. So the Saints go in to Philadelphia and just kill the Eagles. It's interesting there. Just very interesting. You can actually get a play-by-play of every game of every um of every play. So that's very interesting what they do here. Um, obviously some big plays for the Saints and they march their way to the victory. Very interesting. So the Saints, I don't know how lifelike this is, but we're going to have to take it here. That's just one simulation that would happen. So the Saints win 37-7. to And now they're going to the Super Bowl in Houston. So we're going to change the teams here. We're going to change now the home team to the Patriots of that of that year, which is just, to me, very... I mean, I'm very surprised by that. Um, I didn't didn't put anything like four Saints win. I didn't do any of that. Um, we'll put... We'll put the Patriots as a balanced offense. We'll change their depth chart. Let's see if it has to be changed. Um, I'll actually go to the Super Bowl starting lineup of that year, and then we'll see if the same, if, if kind of if if it's the same. But I'm pretty sure they didn't have any big injuries on that team. Their offense was so good that year, but their defense just wasn't that good. Um, I believe that was Super Bowl 51, and like no Philly, Philly, like Philly, Philly would never have happened. Just think of that. I mean, a lot of things could have changed here. It was Super Bowl 52 actually? Super Bowl 51 was. I mean, I'm recording this on. 28 to 3 day. Um, so that, that was 51. 52 is the Super Bowl. So we're going to look at the starting lineups here of to see what happens. I mean, no Nick Foles. I mean, what would happen to Nick Foles? Very interesting. I mean, it's definitely interesting to see. So here are the Patriots starters Tom Brady, Deion Lewis, Pat Devlin as the fullback, Brandon Cooks, Chris Hogan, Rob Gronkowski, Nate Solder, Joe Thune, David Andrews, Shaq Mason, and then Cameron Fleming. And then the defense here, Trey Flowers, Malcolm Brown, who's on the Saints now, Lawrence Guy, Kyle Van Noy, James Harrison, Alandon Roberts, Eric Rowe, Stephon Gilmore, who's just had an amazing season, uh, Devin McCourty, Patrick Chung, and Deron Harmon. That's that's the teams. that I mean, that, that's the team the Saints will be playing. Let's just look of what they're doing here. Let's just edit the depth chart. The game was played in Houston, so we'll obviously have that set for Houston. Um so let's just look at the Patriots, look at their depth chart just to make sure everything's okay for them. Yeah, see, like, they have um, they have Amendola in there, so that that's what they're going to have there. So that's good that they didn't have uh, Julian Edelman because he was out that game. But that's, um, that or he was out that whole year. So that's kind of what, um, it's the same. So very, very interesting there. Um, they have Gronkowski, all those guys. So that, that, this is their team. So we'll see what happens here. We're going to do... We're going to set their depth chart. And they're going to be balanced. Saints will be West Coast. This is going to be played at a neutral stadium in the Alamo Dome because they don't have NRG Stadium. I guess maybe this is just like a little um, little older. So they don't have NRG Stadium, which I thought was pretty interesting. You would think they would have NRG Stadium. I just want to make sure. But it looks like they don't. Yeah, they don't. So we're going to have them play at um, the Astrodome, which is also in Houston. Um, so... To me, that's not big of an that's not that big of an issue. I mean, it's also in a dome, same setting, so that probably wouldn't matter. So let's go down to the Astrodome here. Very very interesting. <laughs> um, doesn't matter because domes is um, domes is domes. Not gonna matter. Um, so we're gonna do the Astrodome. Saints eleven and five. Saints in the Super Bowl fifty two. Gonna take on the New England Patriots thirteen and three. So we'll see what happens. We're gonna play the game. And the Patriots win. So, maybe this kind of puts the fact... It was close, 130-23. Maybe this puts the fact that maybe the Saints weren't bound to win the Super Bowl back in 2017. As the Patriots do defeat the Saints 30-23. Let's see how this game finishes out here. As, 
Yeah, I mean, the Saints weren't really... They were never in striking distance to win this game. They probably wouldn't have. Um, the player of the game for the Saints was Alvin Kamara. He's actually the player of the whole game. Um, again, he didn't... I mean, he had eight catch, He had six catches, 80 yards, and also had a touchdown running the ball, so he had a pretty good game. He went over 100 yards all-purpose. I mean, the Saints didn't get that much... I mean, actually, they did a pretty good job with Mark Ingram at 66, um, 66 rushing yards uh, for them. Let's just look uh, what we did here. Um, let's see, leading the way. Saints had no picks. Leading the way was Kenny Vaccaro and the Manti Tail. Nothing else. No picks, no sacks for the Saints. Um, but some big some big plays for um, the Patriots. They had, they had a pick by Malcolm Butler. That's interesting. That <laughs> Saints must have ran into a, a bad play there. Breeze ended up not having a good game. 220 yards and a pick there. Brady with 232 and a touchdown, 20 of 25. Gronk with the biggest game with four four catches, 72 yards. Danny Mandola caught a touchdown there for them. Mike Gillisley ran a touchdown, but not that good of a game for him. He had actually joined the Saints in 2018 for a short time. Saints actually out um, had more first downs than the Patriots. Let's see if they outgained him. Uh, can I find that? It doesn't look like you can, but still. Um, Saints had more first down for them. Their third down efficiency was better than them as well. Very interesting to see how this works out. Time possession was less. But, again, Saints ends up losing this one. So, that's just kind of how it is. Um, Saints with a pick here. Saints with the, got a bad pick there. And then um, you had um, Dante Hightower with a with a sack as well. But that's going to do it here. Um, and that's going to do it for this one. Saints don't end up winning the Super Bowl. I, I, I just want to see what happens. I mean, I wonder if you played it again, if the, it would be a different outcome. I mean, because you can sim this as much. I mean, this time the Saints won, but we'll go off the first sim. And yeah, so very interesting. Definitely a lot of sims you can do here. But that just shows how much things can change. And again, even if, I mean, look, the Saints, we would have got Breeze Brady Super Bowl. That would have been interesting. I mean, if the Saints would have won that game, I mean, the Patriots ends up winning this game. Does that change Tom Brady's legacy? Does that, I mean, that changes so much. Because now he's another Super Bowl. Would he stay with New England and not go to the Saints? How did the Saints look after a Super Bowl loss? Saints are one and zero in the Super Bowl. What if they lost and had a loss there? It's interesting. It's it's just interesting to look at it. Um, if you want to look more at this kind of this kind of alternate stuff, I love um, the NFL, which is on YouTube. You go check it out. I love that, um, especially in times when you're kind of a little bored. It, it's just then you just get going and watching and watching. But it's definitely a good site there. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you enjoy what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion and haven't followed our various social media platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And also, you can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. That means Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all that fun stuff. We are on there. So basically, we'll be covering any more free agent news, draft news, all that stuff. Uh, we will definitely get into the draft right now is scheduled to stay the same. I don't know if it's the right decision, but we'll have to see there. And But I, I think the NFL just wants to get their offseason schedule in as any way as possible, which I can't really blame them. But we'll see kind of how in the weeks coming, we'll see how this all plays out and see if there are any updates. We'll give you those. Any free agent updates, we'll give you those as well. Hopefully the Saints can sign those three guys that I planned out here and get my little ranking on. But uh, we'll have to see. Um, but with all that said, I want to say thank you, run it back, and... Who dat?